Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are just tuning in that are new, welcome to the show. For those seasoned listeners, thank you so much for coming back and supporting. With me today is Claire Kumar joining us all the way from Canada. And here's a bit about Claire. Claire Kumar is a productivity catalyst and highly sensitive executive coach. She helps professionals achieve sustainable performance, improving productivity and well-being while avoiding exhaustion and burnout. She draws on a diverse corporate career that took her from Toronto to Tokyo and Montreal with equal experience as an entrepreneur. She is a sought-after media contributor to news and lifestyle shows, including the Huffington Post, Fast Company, The Globe, and Mail, CBC, The Social, and The Maryland Dennis Show. Whether speaking to one person or thousands, Claire loves inspiring massive shifts by inviting you to pay attention to little things that make a big difference. She welcomes all highly sensitive professionals as well as those who want to love and support them to find community in the Happy Space Pod, which is www happyspacepod.com. And today we're going to focus on highly sensitive people, productivity and fulfillment, plus inspiring a more tender world, which we all need. But without further ado, let's welcome the woman behind it all, Claire Kumar. (laughs) Hello, I'm so happy to be with you. My pleasure, Claire, and thank you so much for sharing as well as holding space with myself in the community today. And we're going to jump in to the connection part of the segment. So there's two options here for this segment. We could either do an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Give me the icebreaker, please. (laughs) Here we go. We're breaking the ice with Claire. Claire, I want you to share something crazy that you have done in your life that actually built character or a fun and interesting fact about yourself. And if you're feeling frisky, let's combine the both. (laughs) Um, I think probably something that's kind of interesting is about 20 years ago, I followed my then husband to Tokyo and I had to kind of create a life for myself out of you know, nothing, follow along trailing spouse kind of thing. And I ended up saying, you know what, if you get us a membership at the Tokyo American Club, which was the local expat kind of um, organization and the closest fitness center to my house, and I needed to exercise desperately, I said, I will network myself into a job. And sure enough, I did. And so I worked for a while at a joint venture between British Telecom and Japan Telecom. And one of the most fun things I got to do there, which was completely unexpected. So I'm from Toronto now. um, And of course, people from British Telecom were from Britain, but they wanted to have an American sounding voice on the disaster emergency recordings. (laughs) So, So I got to be the voice that says, we're sorry, 
because of the disaster, your call cannot be completed at this time. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I got paid, I think about a dollar. So they, they, it was a hundred yen. They actually made sure that I had compensation. There was a full contract and that was my kind of unexpected start in broadcasting. <laughs> wow. It's, it's so incredible how things that we do in life end up coming back full circle. And then we're like, I would have never imagined doing this, but had mm -hmm. I not had the experience over here, I wouldn't be so good at it. So thank you for sharing that. So let's dive into the main part of the segment now, which is highly sensitive people. And sometimes we hear it loosely, stop wearing your heart on your sleeve or or don't be so sensitive or whatever the case yeah. may be. And yeah. sometimes depending on what industry you're, you're working in, it can be exasperated. And I came from a male dominated industry where there's not a lot of people that look like me, which was oil and gas and energy. So you see a lot of white males, older males, we call them the blue shirt collar guys, because now they no longer wear ties anymore. And being first generation American and a woman of color, born mm -hmm. to parents that are not American, it adds some complexities there. And then you're forced to do certain things. And then you you're faced with various forms of microaggression, which I'm sure you may talk about those microaggressions. Um, because I feel like highly sensitive people, sometimes they don't always get the credit that they deserve. And are they really yeah. sensitive or do they just need you to be more compassionate, empathetic, and, and supportive? So let's, I want to hear what you mean by highly sensitive people. That was an amazing setup to the question and I'll, I'll dive in there, but I do want to just acknowledge for a second that the challenges we face are layered. So I'm beige lady, um, part Indian, part English, immigrant to Canada 50 years ago last week. And um, I have an, an autoimmune disease as well. I have, you know, we have lots of different challenges that um, our world doesn't really make room for. Um, and so if we add sensitivity to that, which is one of those hidden things that you don't see visibly, you don't get a cue that somebody is, um, has this temperament, then it's easy to marginalize this group. So let me give you a little overview of how I like to describe sensitivity. And, and just to say, first of all, that sensitivity itself kind of has a bad rap in society, right? We don't celebrate it as a really incredible strength and all that comes with it, which I'll outline. But we, we, I mean, I saw a great meme and it was Harry Styles saying, oh, Harry Styles was saying, oh, I was cool crying. I love Harry Styles, just adore him. But he was like, oh, I was cool crying. And I'm like, you bet you were cool crying because you can make anything cool, boy. So let's make sensitivity cool, right? So sensitivity, the way I The way I des describe sensitivity is using the seed model, which is a bit of a variation on Dr. Elaine Aaron's work from 1996. I love to give her credit because she really discovered the trait and really pioneered the research and inspired over 25 years ago, a lot of people around the world to dig in and understand the trait. So coming back to the seed model, I like the concept of seed because it implies we have this we have everything we need within us. We just need to nurture and nourish it, right? So S stands for sensitivity to stimuli, right? 
We are definitely people that have a very responsive nervous system. If you think of a meerkat who's standing on its hind legs and it's smelling the air and it's looking to see what's around and it's listening, full on alert, right? That's what we're like 24 seven, which is a, an amazing skill because we notice everything. And it's also a struggle because you can imagine if you're always on without rest, think open concept office, think noisy industrial style restaurant with a lot of busy conversation and moving parts, you're overwhelmed and exhausted and you haven't even gone through the day yet kind of thing. So that's the S. E, the first E is for empathy. And what's really cool about highly sensitive people is we've got empathy wired in. We naturally are more empathetic. So we will find us heavily in caring professions as teachers, as nurses, as coaches, as therapists, um, as designers and architects. I've been giving interviews and talks in all these areas and I do a little poll saying, hey, actually I, I get them to take the quiz now. There's a quiz I created to figure out if you're highly sensitive and I get people to take the quiz and they can tell really quickly, am I sensitive? Am I not sensitive or maybe somewhere in the middle? And then we can, you know, dive in a little bit more. So empathy, something to be really proud of, but also can be, you can get worn out of caring too deeply. You can, you can watch the news and be wrecked for the evening. So we have to be really careful about how much we let in and how careful we are about managing that. The second E is emotional responsiveness. And our brains will actually light up in MRI imaging and just show physical reactions that are more intense than a non highly sensitive person. So this can turn into So this can be incredibly powerful because we are so self-aware. We really understand what we feel and we know, you know, what will trigger us. But if we're not well-rested, grounded, well-fed, really well-nurtured, we can have some unleashed moments where we express in maybe not the most graceful way all of these emotions that we're so tapped into. Let me just dive into D now. D is really powerful. This is the depth of processing. We will actually, our brains will fire connecting, connecting, connecting ideas. Um, when I'm working with someone as a coach, my mirror neurons, those neurons that say, let's build rapport with someone else. If, if you were to put your hand here right now, I might subconsciously notice that and end up mirroring what you're doing and thereby that could make you more comfortable. So we're naturally wired to connect a lot of dots. That looks like creativity. It looks like rich problem solving, but here's the problem. We can get stuck in analysis paralysis. We can just go around in circles, connecting all the dots and not finding our way out of the spin cycle. So the seed model there, I hope people get a, I hope our listeners get a sense of, wow, there's some real beauty and ah, there's some things to watch out for and maybe navigate around. I love that model. And as you were talking, I was taking notes so I could put it in the show notes. So I just want to recap y'all the SEED model, S-E-E-D, sensitivity to stimuli, empathy, emotional responsiveness, 
and depth of processing. And when I think about the seed model, it gave me a visual representation of this analogy that says if you have the the faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains, but it also brought into remembrance the farmer analogy. Can a farmer reap if a farmer doesn't sow? So what seeds are you planting and is it going to allow you to reap later on? Because when we take a seed and we put it in a pot, whether we're starting a garden at home or we take a seed and we put it in our backyard, if we don't nourish it, if we don't water it, if it doesn't get sunlight, that seed is not going to begin to take root and grow. And I think that applies to us personally as well as professionally. So we need to be intentional on the seeds that we're sowing in our life, which can also affect us mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, which is connected to mind, body, and soul or spirit, however you want to use the S's interchangeably, which then begins to help you with performance whenever you're connecting with people externally, those human interactions, how you perceive things, are you making assumptions, and etc. So that's what I gathered from that in my own consensus. Would you say that I hit it on the nail or do I need work in that area? Oh my gosh, I, I adore everything you said and how you expanded it. That was beautiful. Yeah, love it all. Amazing. And so I know you um, have a book that a book that's not your personal book yet, but it's a book that goes along with highly sensitive people. Can you um, hold up the book and talk about it a little bit? And how do you use it with your scope of work? Thank you. So this is from Dr. Elaine Aaron, who I mentioned really discovered the trait in 1996. This is the, the original book. She's come out with a 25th edition last year. So Elaine Aaron's book, The Highly Sensitive Person, really goes into describing the trait really well. It uses her model, which I reorganized for simplicity and memorability because marketing background, and I sort of apply that to everything because I think it's really important to be able to hold on to a concept. And so, but I love, I love the book because it's the ending of the trait. I'm working on a book that's, that's taking this trait and an understanding of it and working to actually inspire the creation of a more tender world. So there's a, a bit of a model and I work with clients on this front too, to be able to recognize the trait, understand how it shows up for you. What are those strengths and what are those struggles and move into a place of regulation, right? Really effective regulation, which honestly, straight up, I am still learning. There's always a challenge that comes up and I'm working through better ways to handle things. So as I figure something out and as I do research and read books, I bring all that um, into my practice, but it's regulating yourself and what you can control. And then here's the part that a lot of, not a lot of people go to effectively that I really want to encourage people to do because I think it's life-changing and it's to step into that self-advocacy influence space where you're saying, wait a minute, this isn't really serving me. The noise in here, if I could have the music turned down just a little bit, if perhaps we could move the lights just over here, there are little things we can ask for that could make our world better. And then the big thing that's the, the motivation of the whole happy space movement 
is to get people to use this empathy, which is hardwired into the highly sensitive person and say, I want to change the world. I want to inspire the world to be designed with sensitivity in mind. So we no longer marginalize the one in five people that this trait applies to. We actually create a world that says, hey, you've got great ideas. Let's make some time and space for them and make sure you feel comfortable comfortable enough to share them. I love that. And the way that you're doing that, it also promotes more D, E, I, and B, which is diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because then that person Mm -hmm. begins to be seen and heard. They feel like they matter. And then the empathy there, it's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. And they're embracing their human instincts and putting that back into humanity. Because in today's society, everyone is just so cold and they have that whiffle method. What's in it for me? But if we change the me and replace it for we, what's in it for we? How can we create synergies? How can we create a COE, a center of expertise or excellence, so we could uh, drive the mission further or push push the needle? And I'm so glad you're talking about highly sensitive people, because then once we tap into that, it's going to boost that productivity. People are going to be fulfilled. They're going to feel like, you know, they don't necessarily need to check out whether they're working for an employer, they may not be leaving that. So maybe retention rates and attrition will go down. That's right. right now we're in the great resignation, which the pandemic was a great point of reflection and retrospection because people realize that I don't need to put up with this anymore because now that everything was shut down, I have more time with my family. I was more productive at home and whatever reason it may be, there's so many reasons why we're in this quote unquote great resignation. But if we really go beyond the surface level and look at the core issues, then we could find out what are some of the competencies behind those issues. Or if we did ARCA, root cause analysis to why are people operating the way that they're operating? Do we need to take assessments? Do we need to learn more and ask more um, thought-provoking questions versus um, end questions where it's just a yes or a no and we're just sitting there at the surface? Absolutely. I love the way you um, not only summarize things, but the connect the dots. Um, I'm surmising you might be an HSP as I listen to you. That I think what's been missing from onboarding um, from the from when I started my career is anyone to say, how do you work best, Claire? Do you, you know, what makes you be your most creative self? When, when can you focus? What, what kind of environment do you need to do your best work? And I've been giving leadership workshops all through the pandemic and really actually expanding the concept of inclusivity so that leaders think to say, never mind a diagnosis, and there isn't a diagnosis here, but could we understand our people? Could we um, anticipate what barriers might be at play? Can we commit to knowing them? And then saying, what do you need to succeed? And meet them there. So one of the great joys has been um, being asked to contribute to meeting interviews. And I'm on, in Canada, Staples Work From Anywhere Advisory Council here. And we have rich discussions looking at this return to work. And I put up my hand and I say, can I please be the voice of inclusivity here? Because this greater autonomy that we've experienced, even though it wasn't written into our work contracts, everyone adapted and gave their best. 
integration that people experienced, they don't want to let that go. Yeah. Right. So hang on to it. And if leaders can say, hey, you know what? I want to give you these rich opportunities to come together, connect and collaborate. And around that autonomy, do what you need to be successful. We'll get the we'll get the best performance out of more people. Absolutely. And I'm going to throw you an audible um, before we jump into the CTA, because we're going to get um, to our wind down slot. So is there anything else that we didn't cover regarding highly sensitive people and productivity, fulfillment, and just curating that tender world that you want to add to bring more enrichment to the conversation before we jump into the CTA? Sure, I'll just probably just expand the um some knowledge about the highly sensitive person uh, a bit more just to let people know that there's no gender difference it applies equally to men and women but when we think about the way men are allowed to show up in society or encouraged to show up sensitivity is not applauded so there's a in a lot of the communities that i'm part of and in my own community it's predominantly women but come on men you're very welcome because you're sensitive too and i know that i see you and in terms of introversion extroversion we're 70% Ah, that could be me. If you're extroverted, you're naturally compelled to be with people. So you put yourself out there, you have to take extra care to make sure you get the breaks that you need that you need. So I so apologize. This has never happened. So extroverts, HSPs, really need to make sure they pay great attention to architecting their life to make sure that they get the pauses from all of that activity and stimulation and interaction they need. That is amazing. So there's a difference between the introverts and the extroverts. And then for those of you who want to know where you fall within the HSP, HSP scope, Claire has a um, assessment that will will link. So Claire, let's jump into the CTA, the call to action part of the segment. What is your call to action for the audience today once they listen to this segment and they learn more about HSP? HSP, because we want to make sure they take the information, but you also apply what you just heard here on this podcast. Mm, thank you for that invitation. Well, and I'll show you this is this is the podcast cover art for the Happy Space movement, essentially, and podcast. So happyspacepod.com, everything is there. If you're curious about the trait and how it shows up in your life and how to navigate it, go to that site and you'll find the quiz first take the quiz first and see where you scored then hop into the happy space pod community there'll be a button there and you'll get right into it. it's a facebook group right now and and start sharing and learning and exploring because you've got such incredible gifts and it's my goal to make them more welcome and to invite you to be part of the journey and step into that activator role and uh, let's go let's go to yeah, we move the needle and uh, create this more tender world together 
Amazing. And y'all, I'm actually going to take this challenge and I'm going to take the assessment and I'm going to try to have it done. Well, no, I'm not going to try. I am going to have it done by Sunday because I want to see if I'm where I rank on the spectrum with HSP. So highly sensitive people. And once again, you just heard Claire Kumar all the way from Canada and all of her contact information will be in the show notes. So there's going to be one main link that has back links to the other places that she hangs out. For those of you that are new or seasoned, make sure you like, comment, follow, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. You could also see the recording to this video on our YouTube channel by going to GEMS, G-E-M-S, with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, where would I be without my supporters? You know I only think about you. I am so grateful that you support the guests that I bring into the community, as well as the mission and movement behind the podcast, which is to curate content that is educational, inspirational, and motivational, while we also weave in the need for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. So my ask from you is brand sponsorship, yes, ASK. I'm asking for help. I would love to partner with you. It is paid sponsorship, but you will be heard and your products will be seen and visible in the global community because this podcast is ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per the metrics on www.listennotes.com so you can fact check me and you can see how other podcasts are ranked there as well. To find more info about the sponsorships, head on over to genesisamariskemp.net and you could click on that podcast tab or send me a personalized email to genesisamariskemp at gmail.com to learn more info. Until the next episode, next guest, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Y'all have an amazing day and take the knowledge that you learn and apply it. Knowledge is power. And what good is listening if you're not going to take what you learn and build upon it? Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, Gems with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.